Hey, Upper Feasters, this is a juicy episode, a solo episode. I wanted to tell you about the Wario's Beef and Pork Upper Feast collab. I went to Marcella's at Polaris, who was mediocre and disappointing. I wanted to tell you about the spiciest food I've ever eaten, these chicken wings from Hoggy's Barbecue. They're truly evil and insane, and I just went on a spicy rant. Thoroughly enjoyed it. When I lived in New York City, my buddy Brandon and I performed at a comedy show, and afterwards, we hung out with this random older lady and her young, young boyfriend. We ate weed edibles, and it got real weird. In college, I was an idiot, and I dined and dashed twice. One time, I chugged a Mountain Dew and Taco Bell's drive through so fast, I got a free refill and much, much more. Hey, Upper Feasters, hope you're having a great day so far. Doing a solo episode for you. I'm so thankful that you reached out to me, and so many of you asked me to do a solo episode, and frankly, I'm honored that you want to hear me talk solo dolo. So this week was pretty cool. I did a collaboration with Wario's Beef and Pork. We created a, a collaboration, an Upper Feast sandwich, and you know we had a dippy dippy in there. It was delicious. It was super good. We talked on the phone about it, and then we kind of chilled out. And honestly, Stefan, the owner of Wario's, he was the mastermind, I kind of just guided him and kind of told him what I like. I told him that I need something that is cheesy. I need something that can dip and I need something with a little bit of spice. If you're listening to this, you know, my brand is cheesy, spicy, dippy, cheesy, spicy, dippy. So anyways, he made a all pork meatloaf, a spicy tomato jam, which I'd never even heard of, but it was delicious. He is the sandwich God, but there's more. So the first time he made it, he did the, um, the, the spicy tomato jam, the pork meatloaf, deep fried mashed potatoes topped with fried onions, Wario sauce, and then the dippy dippy cheese on the side. But then the next day he decided to add broccoli Rob, which was a total game changer, complete X factor. The broccoli Rob changed it so much. Oh, and then also with the potatoes, instead of deep frying the potatoes, he did a mashed potato with fried tater tots in it. And <laughs> his mashed potatoes are an insane ratio. And, and forgive me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he said it was 30% cream, 30% butter, and then 40% potatoes. <laughs> so you're basically eating butter and cream with a hint of potatoes. And frankly, I'm here for it. And then dipping it into the cheese, like it was just so awesome. And then I actually, I recorded an in the making of it. I don't know if you may have seen that content, but I recorded an in the making and it was just so fun hanging out with him. He's like the coolest dude ever. And he's so humble. I told him like, Hey man, this is a safe space. If you want to flex, if you want to brag, do it. Cause like he's blowing up, dude. Like he sells out all the time. He wouldn't flex. I mean, he, he was just said he was very thankful. He even said that he doesn't even do anything special, which I disagree with because he does do something special because they have their own bread. He went to a baker and got a special recipe. He even helps out the bakery make the bread. He cares so much about every single ingredient. He has a lot of passion, just top-notch ingredients. And so I think that's what, what is special is sometimes people might have the passion, but maybe they don't have the budget to buy the fancy ingredients or they don't think to buy the fancy ingredients or, you know, they just cut corners any way they can, but they really don't cut corners there. So I'm so honored that I got to collab with them and got to have an upper fee sandwich, which it was a $21 sandwich. <laughs> but it weighed two and a half pounds. Okay. Top-notch ingredients, artisanal baby. You can eat one fourth of it. And that's a reasonable portion. If you want to party, you could have half. I'm a chubby dude and I'm a big eater and I could only eat half. 
Like it's, it's a monstrosity. It's, it's massive, but it felt really cool to show up on Saturday when the, when the special came out, we got there right on time, like right when they opened, it was a line, like a super long line. Like it was just so cool. I'm so happy for him. I think it's so cool to see Columbus people thriving and winning. And I would love to team up with him again. So on a negative note, I went to Marcella's at Polaris for the first time. It's a Cameron Mitchell place. It's soulless. It's dull. It's fine. Like the food is fine. I'm so thankful I asked the bartender some questions first. I just, cause I was suspect because another Cameron Mitchell restaurant, the Rusty Bucket, which is kind of like the, the black sheep of Cameron Mitchell because some people don't even know it's affiliated with Cameron Mitchell and a Cameron Mitchell restaurant gift card is not accepted at Rusty Bucket. I personally don't like Rusty Bucket. I think it sucks. I went there once and once was enough. The fried pickles I got there were fine. They, they were nothing special. I don't even know if they were made in house. They probably weren't, but they were just fine. And then I had the, the chicken parm and uh, the pasta came with an Alfredo sauce instead of a red sauce. And to me, it was just so stupid. And I was so annoyed to have a red sauce and a white sauce mix. Like it felt wrong. And I'm not a purist. I'm not a pasta purist. I'm not any kind of purist, but to me, I just wasn't feeling it. I thought it was stupid, but I went to Marcella's at Polaris with one of my foodie friends, Garrett, AKA the veg foodie, AKA veg foodie 614. For the appetizer, I ordered burrata. Garrett had never had it. So I figured that'd be a must try. Food appearance on this burrata, I would say like a two out of five. I like my burrata to look like a perfect little ball or a huge ball, you know what I mean? But it has to be oddly satisfying. It has to look like there was craftsmanship and care put into it. I'm very particular about my burrata and I like it to be hella creamy, like super creamy. Like you cut it open and it busts open almost like an egg yolk or something. But speaking of eggs, this burrata looked like a poached egg. Like it looked like some bullshit egg. It was just, it looked disgusting. It did not look like how I like my burrata to look, but I will say the taste was like a four out of five. The burrata tasted great, but uh, I ordered the vodka sauce. Their vodka sauce for whatever reason, they add mushrooms. To me, that's inappropriate. I like mushrooms, but keep them out of my vodka sauce. Unless we're going to go all the veggies, turn it into like a yardiniera or something fun, or it's like a creamy tomato sauce with a bunch of veg. But when I get vodka sauce, I want it to be just straight up vodka sauce, maybe some pancetta. I've seen some people throw peas in there, whatever. So I ordered the vodka sauce and I added a meatball. The meatball was awesome. It was huge. It was massive. It was a veal meatball and it was delicious. It looked great. Four out of five, tasted great, four and a half out of five. The pasta was was unfortunate because the noodles themselves tasted like store brand pasta. I would be shocked if it was made in house. And the vodka sauce was, was pretty creamy, kind of good, but there wasn't enough of it. It was like hella dry. And for the prices that you pay at this place, it just seems inappropriate for everything not to be amazing. <sighs> Cameron Mitchell. Hey, maybe I'm being hard on him because I, I reached out to Cameron to be on the podcast, but his PR person said that he was busy this summer. The person was very kind and said that that Cameron was too busy to do it. And they actually offered the CEO of Rusty Bucket to be on. But as you heard me say earlier, I don't fuck with Rusty Bucket. I think it's bad. I think it's very mediocre. Cameron Mitchell's a mogul and he's definitely doing something right because he has countless restaurants that are crushing it and they're beloved. But to me, they just kind of seem like, like fake, fancy, soulless, just, bleh. you know what I mean? Like there's no, like, I feel like there's no love behind it. It's just, it feels too corporate, too mainstream, like stale and, and bland and too mainstream, lamestream for me. I recently had the spiciest thing I have ever had ever. And if you know me, I'm a heat seeker. I eat habaneros like they're popcorn. I'm like the spice God, if I dare so say myself. 
but I went to Hoggy's Barbecue. Yes, they're still open. Yes, they're great. So many people I talked to, they either didn't know that Hoggy's was open or they didn't know that it was great. If you haven't had Hoggy's in a while, I 100% recommend it. But I do not recommend trying their Three Mile Island sauce. It is violent. I'm not exaggerating. It's insane. So it's made with ghost pepper, Carolina Reaper, and scorpion. It was so spicy. I kind of felt like I was high. It hurt so much that I think my brain thought that I was on fire. And so my brain sent endorphins to me. And I didn't, I don't know like all the science words behind it, but I have heard of people feeling high from peppers. And I'd never really experienced that. Like I, I done the blazing wing challenge at B-dubs. That was a joke. I did their new, what is it? Ghost pepper, whatever at B-dubs. That was easy. I did Quaker steak and lubes challenge. Super easy. And with those dishes, typical spice. Like I get, I get sweaty. My nose runs, my mouth hurts a lot, but it's, it's reasonable. Not with this. Okay. So the, the first wing I took a bite of from Hoggies, the evil genius, spicy boy, Kyle, spicy boy, Kyle. <laughs> he made the hottest wings ever. It was inappropriate. It felt like I took a charcoal out of a fire, put it on my tongue, swallowed. But then before I swallowed, I put another one on my tongue. And then while that one was going down my throat into my stomach to turn my stomach into a furnace of fiery hell, I put another one in just for shits and giggles. And that was just off the first one. Sometimes these, these wings are patient and they, they lull you into a false sense of security. And then they punch you in the fucking face, right? Not these, these karate chop you right in the face right away. I smelled it and it smelled truly inappropriate. It triggered my body's fight and flight defense. I just want you to know, like I posted a video on my IGTV of this. I'm not exaggerating at all on how hot this is. My body was panicking. Like I think my body thought that I was poisoned and I, and I was burning alive because like I said, like normally spicy things will hurt my mouth a little. Maybe I'll sweat the runny nose, whatever. But this one hurt my stomach. Like my stomach was legit upset. It felt like I ate a bucket of hot coals. My mouth, throat, and stomach were hot and spicy. But literally like my whole digestive tract felt like it was on fire from just one wing. I ended up eating four chicken wings. He gave me five. I'm a completionist and I really wanted to eat the fifth one. I literally, I could not do it. It was so saucy. It was so... And the problem is, is it's fresh peppers, something about fresh peppers. And I'm not a botanist. I'm not a scientist. I don't know. You can Google this. Or if you know, let me know. I would, I would love to know something about fresh peppers. Maybe the capsaicin is more potent or something. And so I started sweating and even my sweat was spicy. My eyes started to burn because the spicy capsaicin sweat was literally leaking through my pores instantly. I mean, just how, how can I say this? Like Flaming Hot Cheetos are a walk in the park, you know, like a casual walk through a, a slightly hot park, but there's a nice cool breeze. It's manageable. Habanero spice, or even just a ghost pepper by itself, it's kind of like taking a jog through a park when it's hot out and you're wearing a whole jumpsuit. You're wearing a sweatsuit. You look like um, Mac from Punch-Out or Rocky, what, whatever sports reference you want. That's what you look like, okay? These things were like hardcore parkour, running through a lava pit, jumping up and down in flames. Your whole outfit's made out of fire. You're drinking gasoline, which is also on fire. And then you're walking on the sun. That's the comparison. Flaming Hot Cheetos is walking in the park. These wings, you're walking on the sun. These wings were so hot that my body rejected it. I literally, my, my stomach was starting to hurt. I ate a bunch of his mac and cheese, 
to try to, to, to help out. Cause I know dairy helps out a lot. I drink a bunch of water. I even sipped my ranch, which full disclosure, I like to casually sip my ranch, even if it's not necessary for heat. I, I'm a man who likes to sip my ranch. Okay. If you ain't sipping, you tripping. I sip the ranch. Literally nothing is helping. My stomach felt like a furnace, dude. Like, what is it? Like the bells of hell, the bowels of hell, something with Satan. Okay. It was so hot. I decide that I should maybe take a walk and my stomach hurt so bad. It kind of felt like there was like, like spicy hot knives in my stomach. Just so you know, the chicken wings were cooked perfectly. They tasted amazing. So I don't want you to think that my stomach hurt because of like undercooked chicken or something. The chicken was cooked perfectly. It was this hellfire sauce. I go take a walk, which is so stupid. Cause remember I told you the, the spicy sweat. So I was, my face kind of hurt. Like, cause my face was numb from all the, the pain and whatever. But then the, the spicy sweat got me. I literally vomited. My body rejected these wings. Wings so hot that you vomit. And for what? I would say maybe 1% of my followers think it's cool or or interesting. Usually when I tell people that I do stuff like this, they're like, why? <laughs> no one's ever like, hey, that's so cool. Or I love spice and I love heat. But to be totally honest with you, I'm never trying those wings again. Once was enough. Because I, I think there's something to do with the, the three pepper blend. Kyle was telling me that the certain peppers hit certain parts of your taste buds, which I don't know if that's true. I didn't fact check it. But he was saying something like one pepper affects the top of your mouth and the back of your throat. The other one affects your tongue. The other one affects whatever. I don't know how capsaicin knows how to have a targeted attack, but it was just, it was truly insane. And it was kind of fun. Like as much as I'm complaining about it and as much as I say, I would never do it again. There's like this sick part of me that does kind of want to do it again, but it's like legit. It's legit dangerous. I really believe if, if I wasn't so used to eating spicy things, I might've had to go to the hospital, honestly. I really can't eat habaneros like super chill. Anytime I make like a pico de gallo, I throw in some habaneros in there, dude. Like I'm a spicy boy. Hey, just wanted to say thank you so much for listening so far. If you're liking it, please subscribe, tell a friend. If you're loving it, please give us a five-star review. I used to do comedy. I don't know if you knew that, but I used to do stand-up comedy. And one night when I lived in New York City, my buddy Brandon and I did a show down in the East Village and we had a great show. We were super drunk. We were kicking it. And after the show, we ran into this older lady she was probably in her sixties, dude. Like she was, she was definitely older. She was with like this super young dude. Like he was probably like 19, but he was in a bar. So he might've been 21 or maybe had a fake ID or something. But I kind of assumed that it was like a mother and son kind of situation going on. Turns out it wasn't. She was like a sugar mama, I guess, but she wasn't rich. So I don't know what the term for that is. Maybe just like a, a cradle, cradle robber. What do they say? Robbing the grave, cradle, cradle grabber. <laughs> anyways there was a big age discrepancy so she was telling us that we were funny and she did give me a great compliment she was like I think you're going to be famous and I was like okay cool which uh, unfortunately her prediction was wrong but it still feels good to hear she asked us to go smoke a cigarette I'm like well I don't smoke but I secondhand two packs a day let's go so we go out there and we're, we're all smoking and chilling and I say I don't smoke cigarettes to which the younger guy goes oh does that mean you smoke weed and I was like yeah I do and he's like we got these great edibles back at her place if you guys want to come chill. And so I looked at my buddy and I was like, man, this is super weird, but fuck it, let's do it. So we go to her apartment and it's super messy. She gave us the edibles. I was thinking like, oh my God, like I'm going to wake up and my, my kidney's going to be gone or, you know, some horrible thing. But I was like, you know what? You only YOLO once. Let me eat this weed brownie from the strange woman. I did. 
I got kind of like pre-paranoid where I was like, I kind of realized that edibles hit me so hard. And so I was like, let's leave. So I told Brandon, Hey, let's, let's get out of here. Let's go to a diner. Well, first of all, let me say this. Sorry. I don't remember their names. So I'm just going to call them the older lady and the younger dude, but the older lady, and the younger dude were like making out and getting handsy and stuff, but they didn't ask us to leave, but I kind of felt like maybe we should. So I told Brandon, I'm like, let's get out of here. Let's go to a diner. So we go to a diner, all four of us, just the oddest couple, the oddest bunch, <laughs> just having ourselves a time. So we go to the diner, probably like one in the morning. And so it was pretty late at this point. We go to the diner. I order my usual mozzarella sticks. Well, I have a couple usuals. Mozzarella sticks is one of my favorites to go. I love like, you know, a chicken wrap, love a bacon, egg and cheese on a roll, love an omelet. I don't remember what everyone else ordered, but we're all just eating, chilling. And the couple they were getting pretty handsy over there on the other side of the table. They say that they got to go smoke a cigarette after they get done eating their meal. So they go out and smoke and me and Brandon are just kind of like talking and joking and saying how ridiculous this is. And the edible had kicked in at full effect at this point. So we're both like super whatever and yada, yada. The couple never comes back. They just dined and dashed on us, stuck us with the bill, which sucks. But honestly, it's kind of awesome. You know what I mean? Like from their perspective, think how cool that is. Like they have this big, huge age discrepancy, right? And it's like, it's almost taboo, like how 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 big the age difference is. They just like hang out with these two comedians. We're not famous at all. We weren't famous then and we're not famous now, but she said that we we're going to be famous. So in their minds, they're hanging out with comedians who had a lot of potential and who were going to be famous and they got a free meal. They got to get handsy and have some fun and they stuck us with the bill like a bunch of suckers. And I'm not proud of it, but when I was in college, I was a big stupid idiot. And I'm still kind of a stupid idiot now, but I, I would I would not dine and dash nowadays, but I dined and dashed twice. The first time I ever was at Applebee's, we were like an eight top of probably 19 to 21 year olds. Like we were all super young. And as a server, that's a nightmare. At least in my opinion, I would never want to wait on teens <laughs> or people like in their early twenties. And I know that's ageist, but that's just how I feel. When I used to work at the Italian restaurant in Times Square, that was always such a nightmare for me when I would see like a six top of teens for a bunch of reasons. And, it, and it's a bunch of stereotypes. And of course, there are good teen customers that tip well and whatever. But in my experience, a lot of times the younger people can be more demanding. And this goes for literally every age, but I'm just, I'm talking about teens right now because I, I could roast pretty much everyone. And that's why I stopped being a server. Number one, a lot of times teens don't spend a bunch of money, namely because they can't drink alcohol and alcohol is the best way to run up your tab as a server. Best way to get your check average up. Best way to get more tip money is through booze. They usually order soda and they're idiot teens. So they just chug the soda, which I did as a kid. When I was a teen, I would chug soda so fast. Actually, one time at Taco Bell, we went through the drive through at Taco Bell and she handed me my 32 ounce Mountain Dew. I chugged it instantly before she even handed me my food. Like Cause like she handed me, you know, sometimes they hand you the soda first. So she hands me the soda. I chug it. And then I'm like, Hey, could I have a free refill? And she started laughing and she was like, technically we're not supposed to do this in the drive-thru, but I'm actually impressed that you drank that soda so fast. So yes, I'll give you a refill. So that was super dope. 64 ounces of Mountain Dew, wildly inappropriate. And on top of the, the teens with, with a low check average, a lot of times they don't tip well, a lot of times, I think maybe they've never had a job before. So they don't have the empathy to know that they should tip well, or maybe they're just kind of broke. I know that's, that's ageist and it's kind of mean, but old people are really bad too. A lot of times. <laughs> I wonder if you only like people that are in a time frame of like five to 10 years younger, five to 10 years older. Cause I feel like I, I do a lot more 
stereotyping of boomers or zoomers or something, but most millennials, I'm like, oh yeah, we're fine. <laughs> Back to my dine and dash story at Applebee's. I'm all, I'm scattered brain probably because I'm solo and normally I'm good at asking questions and I'm good at listening and having the guests talk a lot. So I'm, I'm kind of all over the place, but dine and dash at Applebee's eight top youngins, super young books. Cause when I was young, I didn't even know about cool restaurants. I literally didn't even know a mom pop restaurant existed. I knew like fast food and the chains. Like I knew Olive Garden, Applebee's, Buffalo Wild Wings. I think Roosters was probably the most like mom pop shit ever for me. Like when I was a kid, I didn't know anything about fancy food or artisanal food or local food or anything. The reason we dined in Dash was our server hated us. He ignored us. He was so mean. Like he just, which I get looking back in retrospect, we were probably being loud, obnoxious. We were probably being annoying. He probably knew he wasn't going to get tipped well. Although I was always a good tipper as a teen. Cause like my mom was, I was raised by a single mom and, and she was a, a bartender her whole life. So, and she doesn't have a lot of money, but she's still like an amazing tipper to this day. So even as a kid, even if I was broke, I would always tip super well. Like if my options were, I could have one more cocktail, but I can't tip as good. I would just forego that cocktail so I could, I could tip well. So I was definitely going to tip, but for that, as far as that server knew, we were just a bunch of dumb punk teens and we weren't going to tip. Our food's done. We're chilling with dirty plates in front of us, just empty. Like there was no pre-bussing. There's no table manicure. There's no manicure hands. You guys, the table was a mess. And so we're just sitting there waiting and it was literally like 20 minutes go by our server was in the back rolling silverware. I don't know if he forgot about us or if he was punishing us or if he just thought like we weren't going to tip so he's going to make us wait. Like, I don't know why he was ignoring us, but he was just, because honestly, I don't remember anything bad happening. And like, we're dumb idiots and we're, we're loud, obnoxious and we think we're funny, but I don't think anything extremely bad happened for to warrant him ignoring us. And he could have been having a bad day. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. But the long and the short of it is, I asked another server for our check and she said, you have to talk to your server about that. So we waited about 10 more minutes. And one of my friends was like, we should just leave. And I was like, all right, fuck it. So I threw a 20 down because in my mind, I was like, this guy can just take the 20 for a tip and then tell his manager that we dined and dashed. So I threw a 20 down and then we just left and whatever that happened. My second time dining and dashing, which I like steak and shake a lot. I think their burgers are really good. Their milkshakes are awesome. I hate their fries. Their stupid shoestring fries. Shoestring fries are so stupid. I prefer just a regular thickness, just traditional fries, my favorite. Second is curly fries. Third is wedges. Four is steak. Tenth is shoestring. Like I just don't fuck with shoestrings at all. I do like their little spicy things they have on the table. Those weird little peppers. And I think you're supposed to just use the juice, but I would always open up the cap. I would take the cap off and put some of those peppers on there. But we went there and I was super drunk. And you know how they bring you the receipt to the table and I don't know if they do this like post-corona times, but this happened a long time ago. This was back when I was in college. They would bring you the receipt and then you had to go to the cashier to pay. And for some reason in my drunken brain, I thought when she handed me my bill, I thought she was handing me my receipt. Like I honestly thought that I had already paid. So that was that was my second Dine and Dash time. Hey, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. That was the episode. I had a lot of fun doing the solo episode and I'm going to continue to do more. So I'm thankful for all of you for listening. If you want to send me some questions, I would love to answer them. Remember to please tell a friend, share us on social media, give us a five-star review. Dippy dippy. Oh yeah, also I decided I'm going to start ending the podcast with dippy dippy and just really, you know, smash you over the head with the catchphrase of dippy dippy. So dippy dippy.